0: Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello.
1: Hello, like I haven't talked to you in like two weeks.
0: <laughs> I know. When, when we don't podcast, we have nothing to say to each other. <laughs> like I feel like there was so it was, it's always awkward and weird when we don't record. Yes. Because like, of of course, I always watch the show alone, but it was it's just different when we're not podcasting because I stare and it feels like I'm about to say something and I have something to write down and then I'm like to nowhere land. And then (laughs) (laughs) my brain
1: really does not know what to do because I'm still in. okay, don't share with you every single day, but also I I have so much to say and I have no outlet and it's very confusing and it takes me a little bit to like rejig the brain.
0: Mm-hmm. so we're back now so we're gonna we're like, back go to welcome drinks. back <laughs> welcome back happy new year everybody hope you enjoyed your holidays and the awards it was kind of fun this year we had some of the actors respond so we had cyrus sasha miss Wu respond to the awards that they got so that was super fun yeah i was freaking out so that was cool so what i was happy about is that we were able to kind of give out our final award to epiphany So that was obviously a really shocking news over the holidays. There's just been, like, a lot GH-related going on.
1: Mm -hmm. that's,
0: like, super sad. I guess for me, I'm looking forward to how they handle, like, Epiphany on the show. Like, I just hope that they honor her in the best way. You know, part of me thinks, like, a nurse's ball in honor of Epiphany would be an amazing way to kind of honor her because since they restarted it, like, Epiphany was head nurse. And you know, she kind of like kickstarted the show like every single year since they rebooted it um honestly I'm at a loss like what are they gonna do with all of her other storylines because she was literally in the middle of like a massive transformation going from like nurse to doctor anyways the whole thing is really really sad and it's just been like a lot going on on the show over the past couple of weeks
1: it really has been so I'm happy to be here and happy to get started and talking with those characters who are so ingrained in our lives so yeah let's do it
0: okay so more not great stuff um so during the off time we actually got to see brit's party um even though like uh, this week it's it kicks off with mostly like maxi and and having like a very um intense conversation about being a parent and you know you know, undoing sort of traumatic childhoods, before all of that happened, there was a lot of fun that was had.
1: I'm so glad that we got to see all of the party. It felt like I was a part of the
0: party. I know that's so cheesy, but I'm so invested in this that I just don't care. So
1: I'm just going to say all the things.
0: (laughs) But that's (laughs) what it feels like when they have these big events, though, right? When we know that there are significant events.
1: Exactly, and they showed all of it. We didn't get, like, cuts or pieces or highlights. We really got to feel a part of that, and that was so significant for her departure and that video that they played. Like, did you not cry?
0: First of all, I was like, that's an amazing video because it's also incredibly personal, right? This is not just a massive montage of, let's say, just Brit and the characters from the show. There was her personal photos and what was clearly, you know, like, backstage photos. Yes. So that's what I found. Um, That's what stood out to me is that it was like an extremely personal montage. I-, I loved every part of it. It was like not only saying goodbye to her
1: character but you you can tell when like it's a last scene or like there's just these extra emotions that go into it and it was just so perfect for me.
0: I guess for me the only thing that I would have wanted to be a little bit different and I get it they have to kind of the characters up I guess I wanted Brit's party to be like I guess maybe around Nurses Ball territory where that's just sort of the set for like days Uh. and I guess I wanted the whole town to be there right like you have Dante and Sam sitting at Kelly's true right and then you have this like super late arrival by like Carly and Drew which seemed really odd Agree. You know, and I'm just like, okay, like, I I honestly assume that they would just be there, you know, like, they have a relationship with Brit. Brit has a relationship with a bunch of different characters on the show that don't necessarily get along, so that's sort of what I wanted to see, like, 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 an amalgamation of, like, the entire, her entire stint on the show, like, all the people she's come across, because to have relationships with people, given how her character started... So I guess for me, I had sort of maybe expected it to be like the focal point, um, the main set for maybe a few days and basically having like the entire town there.
1: Okay, fair enough. But I have to point out, so yes, you brought up Carly and Carly being late, but I loved in the video that she had more airtime and images than Nina. (laughs) Yes,
0: that's (laughs) the thing too, right? She wasn't at the party, but they did show those moments, right? They did acknowledge like her connections yes. and her like friendship. So, look, I did love the party, it was great. And honestly, I was really taken by Maxi and Obrecht's conversations. Again, like I find like we're older, we're watching in a different place in our lives, and there's just certain things that we notice that we may not have noticed in the past. But, like, yes. I don't know, I don't recall, or maybe again, I didn't care because I was younger when I was watching these. But this level of conversation between Maxi and Obrecht, you know, where Obrecht is really talking about where she feels that she, um, you know, failed her daughter.
1: No, but in general, this level of conversation, this analyzing where you come from and who you are now, like this felt really new to me in a soap opera mm-hmm. world, but so necessary and needed. There was so much talk of, changing the past and how much time we have and investing in the people you love. Like it was very much the theme of the week for good reason, but it was so refreshing for her to acknowledge what happened and what she would do differently and having Maxie say, but also look at now.
0: But that's what I love, right? Because there's different perspectives. You have somebody who's talking about their past and having an adult child. Then you're talking to a mother who's totally in the middle of raising her children and, you know, saying you know how she approaches it and then you have like brit's perspective the person who's come out on the other end of let's say an upbringing with albright kind of finding a middle ground where it's not so black and white like you you didn't give me all those things you know like they're at a place where they're in a better situation they have a better relationship there's a lot of love there and brit's in a place where she can acknowledge you know the parts that weren't so good but the parts that were So it was just extremely, extremely complex and layered. And it also kind of made sense about, like, all of the Nathan mentions. Yes. Yes. They were just so many. I just didn't think it would come down to such a depressing thing about this idea of not being there in Nathan's last moments. Like, honestly, like, I was just sort of floored, to be honest. Um, before we get to that part of everything, Mm -hmm. there was a comment, um, that Maxie had. Okay. So like when they were having like this heart to heart, um, Peter came up Yes, and it was really interesting because like Maxie's whole thing with Peter was just like, huh? Like the whole relationship (laughs) that he thought was awkward, but there was something obviously more sinister going on, but that took a while like to come out in terms of how sinister Peter truly was. Mm -hmm. And then there was the whole jumping from the Peter storyline into this, like Austin romance. And as a viewer, we're all like, it feels off. Like this Mm -hmm. feels so off. And then, and then to have Maxie kind of articulate in the way that she did. it's like, yeah, that's exactly it. It was just a very nuanced story where she talked about that Nathan was someone that she really truly loved and, these people like Peter and Austin were just sort of there to prevent her from really feeling those losses and to fill a hole.
1: Which I loved. Cause it's, you know, that's how we all felt and to get her to say it was amazing. And it also yeah. leads creates that path to bring her back to Spinelli, somebody who's kind and loving and, you know, it, it'll never be like Nathan, but Spinelli is, is a pretty good guy in comparison to who she's been with. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but and it's also someone that Nathan respected, right? Yes. You know what I mean. There were just two guys at different phases in Maxie's life, but like they all had respect for one another. So I think it would be a totally different um experience. But I also want to point this out. You know, Maxie has her things to face and to deal with, right? Like the loss of Nathan. And no matter how you try to fill that void with one guy after another, it just doesn't work. No. So I think that's just an important message out there to Nina. You cannot oh keep filling gosh. boys with other children. Like like there's work that needs <laughs> to be done. So any anyways. Um I will I get into I, Nina later, my yes. Nina
1: isms for the week, but yes, I agree with you. <laughs> okay.
0: So um I was just really shocked. Like honestly, that episode with Britt was just like, there was just a million things happening at the same time, like, between, like, Cam and Joss and Brit, like, it, this did not go as I expected, okay, so, like, so, we, what I think is Brit's last scenes of her at the pier. So, at this yes. point, the boat. So, on the boat, Maxie and Obrecht have gotten two surprise visits from Carly and Drew. Now you're having um, Brit alone at a pier, and you're just sort of like, okay, well, her boat's not there, and she says she has ten minutes to wait. So, honestly in your mind how did you think those 10 minutes of her supposedly waiting were going to be filled
1: I thought she was gonna like reminisce like we're gonna have some like flashbacks of her memories and stuff like that and maybe something that's showing that would convince her to stay like I was so clueless I felt so silly because I'm like I just you know I was just trying to figure out how are they gonna close this off so that she's gonna come back in a few years
0: yeah that's where my
1: brain was at
0: (laughs) In my head, it was a simple matter of like, okay, how does she end up on her boat, right? Because that's all <laughs> it is, is she's got to get on her boat, and then we don't know what she'll be up to, and then who knows when she'll pop up again, basically. Yes. And so then all of a sudden, to to see her step in with Joss. So Joss is being attacked. And I like I didn't like I'm like run do something and then her damn heels and it was like this massive struggle. Mm -hmm. Uh, If anybody was going to save her I thought it was going to be like Dex because we had just seen him like in a previous scene. Yes. So I was blown away and completely taken aback when I saw Brit being the one to hit the, the hook.
1: Okay, like, there's so much about that scene. Joss is one heck of a fighter. Like, good on her mm-hmm. for being so tough. I was so mad at high heels. I'm like, this is why I don't wear high heels. <laughs> but...
0: in, in case a hooker attacks you. I, I'm going you... back to hooker. I know they keep calling you the hooker, <laughs> but I just enjoy saying the hooker.
1: So do I. And when Britt came out of nowhere, I was so, I, I had so many feelings. Like, I was scared. I was happy that she was there to save Joss. Like, everything happening, like, I just think I was in so much shock because I I thought she would just be waiting for her boat.
0: <laughs> but but the thing is, like, there was a part where I got even more confused when she was on <laughs> here pier. Because not only is she waiting for a boat, she, it looks like, she, like, there's light blinding her, right? Like, there was a light or whatever. But now that I'm talking to you, I think that, like, she saw her boat and then decided no.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So her initial decision to stay was real. Yes. Which kills me even more. Like, kills <laughs> me. Yeah, And then, so now we're just happy, right? Like, we don't know what that light was. <laughs> All we know is that she was, she had 10 minutes to kill. And then she goes to save Joss. And everyone comes out unscathed, right? Exactly. Like, she, she knocks the, the hook down. The hook tries to attack her. I'm like, Joss, get the hell up and do your part. Yeah. Dex shows up, like, right on time. Shoots the hook. All is well. Yeah. Okay? All is well except for me being completely confused as to why like (laughs) Dex and Joss need to split Mm -hmm. that part I was like I don't understand but Britt did
1: yes she did and I love that because I assumed it was with Sunny that it was something you know like how many situations can he be in where the hook killer's around like that's also another thing that I was thinking of
0: (laughs) yeah but, but the thing is he's never been with the hook at the same place at the same time Right. I, I guess it is suspicious, but this is the first time we see him not just with a victim that's already been harmed, but shooting the person doing it. I don't know. Maybe it does look really suspicious. But either way, I'm just thinking to myself, like, why don't you have the right gun? You know what I mean? Like, that. I'm also really confused on that front. Like. You work for Sunny, like I've never seen Jason confused or any of his workers being like, "Oops, this is my work gun and not my street gun." Like I just, I'm because like, like Jason has shot people, right? Like I, like think yeah. about when he killed Faison. He shot him in a in a hotel. He shot him at the Metro Court in front of everybody. Like I feel like Jason has shot people like in in like a rightful way. You know what I mean? Where he was less likely to go to jail, but publicly, and there's never been this like gun snafu where it's like oops wrong one today. Shouldn't you anticipate this? Shouldn't you anticipate like needing to use it?
1: He didn't read the training manual. Um Sunny okay. just hasn't his onboarding program has failed.
0: Oh my gosh. He's like Sunny gave me a symbolic gun and I used the <laughs> symbolic gun instead of my actual Gun and now it's all a mess. So, Joss, you have to come with me, or you're gonna have to say that I used it and I don't have a gun, or maybe Dex could have left, you know?
1: Right. And it could have
0: been like a man came out of nowhere and shot him and then left. And then exactly. again, untraceable.
1: But I mean, we know that, that we, had know to happen. Right. Yeah, we know what happened, right?
0: Yeah. Did why. you notice new detective people's cops, PCPD? Oh. I swear I probably did in the moment because I remember having a reaction, <laughs> but right now I've been flooded with all of the Brit stuff. Oh, for sure,
1: for sure. It was just a tiny little detail that I was like, oh, look at that. And then my brain went back to, what is happening with Brit.
0: Wait a second. If you notice a blip of a new detective, they must have been very attractive <laughs> for you to write it down, for you to have, like, even brought up a, a vague memory. She's like, vague hotness, it sticks, and I just needed to, <laughs> to mention it and put it out there. Okay. So I'll be looking out for that. Um, Okay. Okay. So Brit answers all the questions. And then, then she shows up on the boat. And then I'm like, this is the best thing ever because she says out loud, I've decided to stay. And I'm like, phenomenal. Phenomenal. This is amazing. What a roller coaster. you're leaving. (laughs) Then you save someone and then you decide to come back. I'm like, this is, this is incredible. You know, like, maybe these were all rumors, and she's actually staying, and we're going to get to see this story unfold. Yes. Okay? Then it gets a bit not good again, okay? This is the highs (laughs) and lows. These are the highs and lows that I was just not thrilled about. So now they're about to have a drink and celebrate. and she's all weird and then Johnny's like she got like hooked and I'm like what do you mean she got hooked because he's just coming in and out of the room you know he's a back watcher and all of it (laughs) and so I'm like she's not injured like she's not injured and then we see a little scratch I'm like okay it's a scratch and then I like wanted to die and I'm like oh no the poison the poison the poison but it's like what do you think happened because like that episode airs okay And a lot of speculation. Like, did she do it to herself on purpose? Was it an accident? Did she know she was poisoned the moment she walked in to see her mother? Like at what point, right? Because think of it. She sits on the pier, she waits, she talks to the cops. Like, at what point did she does she know?
1: I honestly don't think she knew because it was like the tiniest of little nicks of tiny blood, but the minute she saw it, she knew. She was like, I don't have time because she knew she spent time on the pier all that time wasted answering questions made her way to the boat like she's supposed to get treatment right away all those people got hooked got ambulance into the hospital I had to get treatment right away because trust me I was going through my like flashback recall memory like why didn't she have time drag her butt to the hospital but it's a time sensitive poison
0: okay that makes a lot of sense because I I hate these scenes where you don't like (laughs) someone is like like, dying, you're like, just go. Like, just call 911. <laughs> because even in that moment, you know, there was poison, but it's just, like, call 911. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, that was yeah. that was so hard because you're desperate and you want her to be saved. And then, like, I was just like, just say something. Just say something. Because Obrecht is like, it's just a little nick. It's just a little scratch. Like, like, you know, what is this? And then I was happy she told her. And Obrecht yes. was, you know, Obrecht did call the police when she found out, but there was a delay in Obrecht understanding the full picture of everything. And then it just went into sad town where, like, uh, they had their moment. Like, this is just devastating, right? Because Britt was a part of two fabulous relationships that, like, you know, whenever we see Liesel and Obrecht on screen, it's just the freaking best. There's something special and unique with them on screen. Her scenes with Brad, you know, these are two major relationships that kind of light up the show, and that was like, I just couldn't believe it was happening. I would, yeah, I think at this point I was still in denial. I was still like
1: enjoying the scenes, the acting. I was devastated, same roller coaster ride. I was in absolute awe of the acting. Like, I just, I was entranced in it. And I'm still, I was still in denial up until the hospital.
0: Yeah, me too. And I, but then it's like I get I go in denial, like no, this is not happening, while also being like it's fine, it's fine, this isn't happening, <laughs> and it's fine. And like, oh, they, they did it so beautifully, and I mean that's the thing; it's a beautiful relationship, and I couldn't believe this, right? You know, Britt is telling her like, you didn't get to be with Nathan, and you get to be with me. You were there on my first day, and I want you here on my last. And oh. it was just, it was just devastating because it's like this is how, ha- and I'm just thinking to myself at this point. How many women are going to die on this boat before they shut it down? Right? Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, talk about another bonding point between Brit and Ava. <laughs> you know, like, having lost adult children. Yes. And, wait a second. Oh, wait, My brain do you mean... hurts. Oh, wait. Do you mean Obrecht? Yeah, Obrecht. I mean, okay, look, okay. Obrecht already lost Nathan, but I'm talking about like having lost the daughter, right? She loses Britt on that boat, but we yes. all remember those scenes of Ava having lost Kiki on that boat. So we watched those devastating scenes of Obrecht losing Britt on the boat, and then she's at the hospital, and it was like even harder, right? Because now Scott's coming in. Yes. No clue.
1: And the way she's talking, it's very confusing as well. I know she's devastated. But I'm like, okay, so did she let her escape? Like, is there something we're missing here? Because of the vagueness of, like, she's gone. I'm like, okay, but did they revive her? And then she left. <laughs> no,
0: that, that, that's your wishful thinking. She did get on that boat. So she was, <laughs> she did get on that boat and she left. And she's totally <laughs> safe and fine. But I guess what made it real was seeing those moments in the hospital. And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was shocked. Like, I really, really couldn't believe that part.
1: And the, like when Obrek was in the room with Britt and you know, saying her final goodbyes and and whispering in her ear, like all I can think could think about in that moment is now the ripple effect.
0: Yeah, because there's gonna be a lot of it, but okay, I don't want to wait to point this out. I'm just gonna okay. I'm just gonna say it now. So honestly, not super long ago, like less than two hours ago, there's like a comment by Snoop Doggy 16. And mm-hmm. she goes, I'm completely focused on the IV bag beside Britt's hospital bed. If she's dead, what's that for? Is mother going to freeze her body until she can fix her? So <gasps> before we recorded, I went to go check, um, I went to go check those scenes of Oprah's uh-huh. goodbye to Brit. And I do notice that there is an IV with a turned off machine. And then I couldn't help think of one of the last scenes we saw in today's episode of Willow getting a phone call of a match.
1: Holy crap. Okay, that is a lot do you, of new information.
0: Do you, <laughs> do you think? Do you think? Because, like, I saw that comment, right, about the IV. And yeah. then in my head, I'm like, but who could have matched her? You know what I'm like? Exactly. Oh, wow, like, she got matched. That's incredible. In the middle of like this search for her mom. And we know that whole complex thing. And we also saw today that Nina has a paper that she's not looking at that talks about like, Willow's <laughs> chemo that we're like, yeah. Okay, and so so then I started to wonder: Is there something to the IV that this person pointed out? And then I'm like, Hey, what if like you know she died, but she's a donor, so they kept her alive? And what if like these tests are a part of it?
1: Okay, so which brings me to you: Who is a person or a family that has all of these weird equipment type things? So is Obric going to rekindle some sort of friendship with Victor? to keep Brit's body intact, and and he will come up with some sort of magic.
0: Oh, well, I hear the desperation in your voice so much. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> okay,
1: first. He made I a know. baby with, like, frozen
0: Lulu or yes, something. Like, I some know weird stuff that happens with the Cassidines. I know, I know. I'm so, so fine. So, so first, I just wonder if, if like this is the start of like Willow's next journey. If this is a real, real like bone marrow donor that it's not one of those yes. yeses and then taken away and then it becomes dire because it's like how is this happening at the same time that like there's this paper about her chemo, like let's say in Nina's orbit. So that would be amazing if there is a match and it happens to be Brit because we've talked about the donor being. Like, somebody who wasn't Nina. Like, yes, it's her mother, but what if, like, her being the direct donor isn't the way that she finds out? What if it's in an indirect way? And this could be it. In terms of Obrecht hooking up with Victor to somehow um, save Brit in some shape or form, I will say this. We saw, like, what Obrecht did today, right? Like, how she went to go confront Esme. And, yes. And it did occur to me, like, you know with nothing to lose is there a chance that she, she and and that word was was brought up directly Nina said like this will make you a villain again yes right and so yeah of course there's a part of me that thinks like what will she do now like where will where will her character go now you know will she go more into that villain side and if that's the case will she be completely blinded will she kind of team up with Victor will she Do something. And I mean, look, there are so many possibilities. And I do wonder if at some point in time the character would return in some shape or form. But for real, I have no idea. You know what I mean? Like if she left for that other show, if she left Mm -hmm. entirely, because she is in a long distance relationship with somebody who lives in Europe. Ah, okay you know what I mean? So in terms of the mm-hmm. actress herself, like no idea, you know what I mean? Like what's behind the the transition out of G- GH, if she actually wanted to only be gone for a short period of time, or if this was more of like a long-term departure she had in mind. So no idea on, on that front. So at this point, we don't know where Obrecht's going to go with all this, but you talk about like the repercussion. So at okay. this point, so we don't know what this means for Obrecht and where that'll take her character, but we know that Right now in her mind, you know, it's Esme that's done this. And I just think the timing of her showing up kind of proves that she's not the hook. Cause these these events were kind of like simultaneous. And and Spencer made a point of actually clarifying the times with Sunny in today's episode. I feel like all the news is so fresh in terms of Esme's like showing up and Britt's death that like these things haven't really even been put together yet.
1: No, exactly. And then you know. I am just amazed that she survived it. I mean, everybody has survived it, but survived to being
0: pregnant. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And not in a million years that I could I have thought about the um, the memory loss aspect to it all. Also, I just want to a quick pointing this out. Trina and Spencer's like they were hanging out on that boat so much not in the party that they had no idea (laughs) that the party was even over. I know I thought it was hilarious
1: I'm like yeah you're really fooling people you're not with anybody
0: guys yeah like we're, <laughs> we're pretending that we like each other yeah okay so so they see Esme quickly well quickly Trina's like she's pregnant I think you know? but like <laughs> it's kind of obvious and a lot and here, here's Spencer processing this for the first time right like he mm-hmm. knows it's not his oh yeah and then the the comedy
1: in the background is Elizabeth and,
0: and Nicholas. Oh no, oh
1: we lost her. Oh, <laughs> no, we're gonna do. The okay, there's so much there. Nicholas, to me, everything you say about Nicholas is always in my head when I see him. So I was really wondering how he's going to keep it together when he wants to steal these private moments with Spencer and take him aside and explain. Yeah, so you're gonna have a brother. <laughs>
0: And it was, yeah, I mean, look, he's lucky that Spencer, yeah, like he was so lucky that Spencer contained himself that actually indulged in a private conversation because he didn't even say anything to Trina, right? So at this point, he's keeping that part under wraps until Ava shows up and Trina starts questioning, like, why are you here? And then fills her in on the gossip.
1: When Ava's like, no, I'm not going to walk away with you privately to discuss this. Like, this is insane. And then you look around, you have Dante there. You have Trina and Spencer. You have Laura. You have Elizabeth. Elizabeth, too. Like, she just, I loved her so much this week. But When the news comes out, Laura's face, Dante says, Trina, you could see, like, half her face because of how they filmed and where Ava was standing. But
0: it was spectacular. But it started with Ava, like the moment that Trina tells her that Esme's Mm -hmm. pregnant and and she gets the gossip, her face, like her, like the face acting on all of (laughs) the women in those Esme related scenes regarding the pregnancy was just phenomenal, you know, and just watching like those scenes were incredible, like the way that Elizabeth and Laura's face chase, And Laura's great about that, though, like Laura, I find is always super reactive and it's hilarious. Well,
1: especially like in her scenes with Ava like one I'd love seeing Mm -hmm. those two women in scenes together and just talking about like how far the relationship has come and how she sees Ava and you know was hoping so much that she would change Nicholas's life but even throughout the conversation she was like you saw Laura with adoration admiration for Ava you know a friendship a respect and then at the end she's like so you're gonna make sure that like Nicholas doesn't die because of Victor though but like how are you going to like the revenge front? And you see her face change because she's like, well, Ava's so revengey.
0: <laughs> I know. And that's the thing. They have such a deep respect for each other. But obviously with Nicholas, they have two different um, <laughs> goals, right? Laura wants to save him and Ava wants to ruin him. So that's definitely an interesting conversation for them to have. And then to have everything come out at the hospital because I mean, like, at this point, things are good between Laura and Ava, but I don't see how much Ava can really help Laura at this point with Nicholas. Like, that's over.
1: Oh, that's totally over. And then you have Elizabeth floating somewhere in the middle of thinking he's a complete, absolute moron, but also not wanting to endanger herself and hanging on to their old friendship.
0: Yeah, her choices. And, like, even Ava telling her, like, at, you know, <laughs> you have to stop defending him." you know? Like, he's a big boy, let him do this. Like, him, like people finding out that he's her baby daddy, I mean, look, it doesn't exactly um, lead anyone to Elizabeth and the other of the crimes. Exactly. Not yet, anyways. But, but... And a lot of the back and forth between Elizabeth and Nicholas today and a lot of her being like, do you have a death wish kind of a thing? And it made me go, "Okay, so what's going to happen? Like, we know that the actor is leaving the show. And so his contract didn't get renewed. So it's like, I don't know if they're going to, like, transition in another Nicholas or if that'll be that because it feels like they're setting the stage for that. We have, like, Ava as an enemy, you know, things with Victor, Um, like, I mean, look, I don't think Sonny would do anything. They hate each no. other and they fight like little brats, those two. Yeah, like brothers. Exactly. And it was just what, um, well, they are brother-in-laws in a way. They were once. And so just what Elizabeth said, like, do you have a death wish? So it does make me wonder, like, what fate Nicholas will meet. Um, but I just thought, like, his whole thing with Sonny, it's like, at this point, it's like, <laughs> he, he seemed happy to tell Sonny about what he did. I know. It was so bizarre. Like
1: his face didn't match what was coming out and who he was talking to.
0: No. And then Sunny was like, oh my gosh, you're sick. And I'm like, you also Mm -hmm. impregnated your (laughs) son's girlfriend. Like their, their relationship and the things that they hate about each Mm. other are hilarious because they're legitimately living parallel lives. Okay, fine. Like you slept with your son's girlfriend and she happened to be on the younger end. It was the opposite situation for like Sonny. Um, and that his son's girlfriend is now your ex wife. I mean, it's complicated, but yes. super funny. Those two, like, honestly, <laughs> their rival make, make me laugh. Like when you see Sonny and Victor together, it's very like, you know, these important men and their insults fly by. It's still kind of theatrical and funny, but then you have, like, Sunny and Nicholas, and it's just two Bobos.
1: And, and that's just you, a
0: different level.
1: It really is. And I love that they take their friendship out onto their social media platforms, and they are just as silly on there.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of love watching them go head-to-head, so I think that's going to be another crappy thing. <laughs> like You know what I mean? Like, when <laughs> yes. you, with, without some of the characters there, you know, it's not just the character you're going to miss, right? It was just, like... A, like they brought certain relationships to life and made those things really special. So I think that's also really, really hard um, to wrap your head around. Also hard to re- for Nicholas is just trying to get into that room. Like, he keeps talking <laughs> about wanting to get into that room. Meanwhile, like, Nina waltzes right in to oh get Obrecht.
1: Okay, so just to finish the theory on Nicholas, uh, when, you know, Nicholas is asking a favor of Sunny and what to do, and and that whole scene with, like, Cam and Spencer and delivering that news about Brit I'm going to fast forward a little bit in terms of when Spencer says he's tired and he Mm -hmm. said it a couple of times and Sonny's like just come back with me and you saying you know like if Nicholas has a death wish and they do choose that path for his character to actually kill him off what darkness becomes of Spencer living with a Sonny
0: well look whether he even him living with Sonny, it doesn't exactly put distance between him and Victor. And when he was in jail, it was highlighted who his powerful uncles were. And let's not forget that, like, Nicholas, for the longest time, was raised by his uncle, not a father. Um, and and if you think about Spencer's conversation with Trina, I also like that, right? That was a deep conversation with Trina talking about like how, how you don't count on good things to last. And he says, yes, I might've had like a lot of privilege, but like there, I never had a consistent of people in my life. And to hear him describe his life, you know, like the fact that his mom died and that has an effect on him and his father was inconsistent and how he talked about Laura being like that one person. And obviously Trina is more than ready to be that other significant person in his life but he spent all that time talking about how much he loved Brit and that being yes. like a second mother to him and and everything with his father like look there's just there's a lot there and yeah spencer is just tired i think of the loss and the turmoil that's gone on he's had one hell of a year oh yeah um yeah i do think it's a massive foreshadowing in terms of where spencer is headed you know, like again, just just like take take a clue from who his three uncles are. You know, so he's definitely heading somewhere powerful, dark, and dangerous, I think. And um, even before Spencer came back, there's been years of let's say Cameron being within the sunny Jason orbit. Like, I don't know how many scenes there are of like, you know, Cam kind of being involved with Jason-esque things, or I remember at Taggart's funeral. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it was Tagger's funeral at the bar. I remember a, like a, a scene of like Sonny walking up to, to Cam and like talking to him man to man. I don't remember if he had, if it was adjusting his tie or whatnot, but it's like to me, I found it really epic and significant to see those three guys at a table together. Cameron, Ooh. Spencer, and Sonny. Caver Spencer. So I, so when you talk about the direction Spencer is headed. You're making me think of what he said, right? So when Spencer and Cam were alone together, and Cam tells mm-hmm. him about the breakup, immediately Spencer goes, um, "Something like was Dex involved?" And Cam's like, yes. "Why would you go there?" And I loved his rebuttal of just like, "Well, hello, my dad just impregnated my ex <laughs> girlfriend." Like, um, and so then I think of all the the mystic information, right? Because everyone is walking around town being like, "Brit saved this person." Yes. We don't know who. So, this is what I wonder in terms when you talk about the aftermath of Britt's death. You know, like Spencer obviously is devoted to Cam, Joss, and Trina. He's not devoted to Dex. So, what no. does he do when he finds out that Dex had the best and bright idea to leave Britt there? Oh what boy. happens when Nina finds out that Britt died for Joss? So much. You know what I mean? Like, that part's kind of complicated. Like, Nina is a special character and I'll let you kind of say what you need to about her but <laughs> she goes to meet Obrecht and she's yelling in Britt's room and like I don't I don't know about you but like, I feel like I've seen Britt's office numerous times and I don't believe she has one of those offices of a room in a room oh my god I was dying
1: so there's a lot about Nina that's that's very frustrating. You know, we talk about the way she speaks to Sunny, her overview of things. So sometimes I don't think she has a really good grasp on reality, like, as we know. So when she walks into that office <laughs> and she's yelling, I almost expected her to, like, lift the box and look under it for Obrick. Over- like, I didn't know what was happening. I'm like, okay, I we know. know. Like, is there, like, another wall? Is there, like, that magic door out of the bathroom into the hallway? Like, is there a secret tunnel? Like, am no. I missing something in the story? Because I couldn't stop no. giggling because she yelled over three times.
0: It feels like she's always missing missing a little piece <laughs> of information at all times. <laughs> Particularly there, right? She's there. She can't find her. She goes through the box herself. And then it's like Sunny in a span of two seconds can kind of solve that mystery for her.
1: I know, which is so beyond, like, these two people together is just, it absolutely floors me. So, like, there's that whole scene that happens. And then, you know, if we backtrack a little bit, there's the scene in the hotel room with Brad and Maxie. And I was, like, a small part of me is hoping that Nina can find some ways to be redeeming in this whole, like, Brit dying situation. Mm -hmm. Tiny silver lining. But she's not. So instead of being, like, I don't know if you felt the same way, but she sees these two people so close to to Brit like Nina was yeah. close, but like obviously Maxie and Brad were so much closer and the way she was handling them big air quotes that she can't see it's like she was on the peripheral and didn't really know Brit but yet was so intense about it like I can't handle anything you guys have to handle everything obviously oh Brit can oh and PS I know something about her that you don't like is that how you would deliver the news
0: Okay, so I completely agree with you. And I think a perfect um, way to kind of highlight how you feel in terms of her closeness to Brit, because you're right, you know, like Maxi has a different relationship with Brit, you know, like uh, we've seen the interactions with Nita and, and, and a lot of her people, right? She's been, a lot of, she's been quite into her own situation for the past while. And yes. it's how she describes who Brit is to Sunny. She's like, um, we, we made a pact. we're we're packed sisters and I feel like that's a perfect statement they're packed sisters she got guaranteed people in her life family but does Nina maintain any relationship like the only person I find that she is closest to is is Obrecht right Obrecht truly Mm -hmm. sees her for who she is doesn't sugarcoat things and she's been with Obrecht with other crimes right with Peter when they held him captive and obviously with this whole Esme thing so I mean like I feel like I can I can see and understand Nina's like allegiance to Obrecht and wanting to care for her but we know that she doesn't always know how to do that and yeah it was a bit weird like she wants to be that protective person but you're right it didn't come off you know like Maxie you know lost Nathan too right like Nathan is an important person and now Brit and this like Nathan is the reason all these people are in her life and the fact that like these reporters are trying to get a quote and like you know Maxie has like Nina she has other people to kind of be there for her and you see that right in the way that Nina goes to like comfort Maxie and you see Brad like my god like his pain like all open and he just sort of stands there alone and just like the depiction of it was just it was just very very emotional because that's what it is right Brad's alone without her
1: he absolutely is And, and he went into describing those feelings and the true friendship and love and magic is coming from maxi because as hurt as she is she was able to put on her big girl pants and be there for brad even though she is also equally as devastated and that's where you can see that magic is yeah. going to happen with brad and maxi down the road
0: like i am gonna miss the brad and brit relationship i can look i'm like this is one pretty good con- consolation thing i i feel because Maxie and Brad both know Brit right so we're we're definitely going to see those Brit-isms within their friendship we kind of got like a bit of a preview when they were planning her party um, but I feel like more than that it's really interesting if you think about the conversation Maxie had with Obrecht about like the people she's dated and I think about having a Brad in her life which will call her out on these things and be more opinionated yes. so I I think I think the there's a beautiful friendship to be had there. And I also think you're right when you try to describe where Nina feels a bit off. Like, yes, this is her loss. It's a part of her family. But she often feels like she always seems like on like again, like missing a bit of information or always a little bit on the periphery. Like, like how you talked about Maxi being in so much pain, but was still able to be loving and caring and warm. You know, like the fact that they're crying and upset and sad together, but then bickering over the um the wardrobe with such emotion. It was just incredible to watch those two do that together. Um, it also makes sense a little bit for me now as to why, like, Britt didn't tell those two people because it just gives another thing for them to bond over and to go to each other
1: for. 100%. Like, I love the way that part played out. And so when Brad was talking about who Britt was and how far she's come and that she, you know, her life ended as a hero, I thought that was so heavy and huge because he's saying all of this in the same room as nina who has also done pretty crappy things and the light bulb is still not going on about redemption and you know understanding what you did and that it's wrong but making changes in your life to build a new life and path Like it just like flew right over her head
0: <laughs> no but it is really cool right how like when you're talking about other people or other things, how there's sometimes such a really significant parallel to another character like Nina. And so like when we talk about her being a little bit like on the outs of stuff, it's like going back to that scene with Sunny. It's like, it's her aunt, right? <laughs> that she's supposed to know really well, but Sunny can get into her head better, right? And the last time Sunny was involved with Obrecht and her, he stepped up and was able to support Obrecht in a way that Nina couldn't. And in those moments, like, he's thinking about what he would do if that were his child. So look Mm -hmm. at that. Not only are they getting into each other's heads in terms of criminals, but he got into Nina's head, sorry, into Obrecht's mind as, like, a parent-child, right? Like, he lost his dad, but he's also lost a child, and he could kind of relate to Obrecht. And once again, he's, like, relating to her by being like, this is what I would do if I thought somebody was responsible for the death of my child. And what I thought was really epic and a really good kind of circling back, it's just like there were months ago, and I remember posting these, there were so many bizarre conversations and moments that kept paralleling Esme and Nina.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: To the point where we were like, What is this? Like, are these somehow connected, related? Is she the real daughter? We I mean, know that's not true. Like at this point, you know we know that her parents it's ryan and heather but i remember putting a montage of that together and then to watch that scene where nina steps in trying to stop O'Brien from doing whatever (laughs) she's doing and it's not that i disagree with that you know like you know did you kill this person do you not kill this person like it's a bit intense but the way that nina physically moves toward esme aligns with esme over identifies with esme coming back to her right like, this thing happened to me. A child was taken from me. It was just really, really interesting to watch because, obviously, it's a good thing for her to stop her aunt from doing that. You know, it's a good thing to not want to kill other people. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, you know, it's kind of like how Nina over-identified with, like, Nell, right? Like, to her, it's also black and white, no, no nuance. But it was just so interesting that these two characters where there was often a parallel where Ava would talk about Esme to Nina and Nina would get like visibly uncomfortable because you could tell that there was some kind of connection and parallel between Esme and Nina. And when Ava would like vent about Esme, those same things could be said about Nina. And it was so interesting to watch her like actually in a scene with Esme standing beside her. And siding with her. Protecting her baby. I think one of my favorite lines comes
1: out of there. Where, you know, Oprah's going to, you know, end Esme. But cut up the baby and keep her. And Nina's like, whoa. Like, I totally did that. It's a mistake.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's what she <laughs> like. I, like, I, of course, Nina's made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> but that totally went over my head. That she was being literal when she said that. That's <laughs> that's phenomenal. I completely, completely miss that. Um, Kate going back to what point you've always sort of made, like Nina has lost his child, but we always have that debate about like being a parent. And I mm-hmm. feel like this is it. Nina keeps talking about like losing her child, right? Whereas you have Obrecht kind of acting like a parent and and Sunny identifying with her in that way. And I find like with Nina, like it really speaks to the fact that she's never really gotten beyond that moment where her baby was taken from her. She's never processed it. She's never anything did. Like she's very stuck on the fact that she was parallel next to a very young woman whose baby was like at risk of being taken yeah. from her, could be taken from her. It really shows how Nina is frozen in time and has never really processed anything that's happened since. Right. So when we talk about those weird nuances of like, huh, like it looks like she's doing the mother role with Sasha, but not really. And it's because it's like she never <laughs> transitioned from like that baby to having that baby to being a parent. She never got past, you know what I mean? And I find that scene with her next to Esme made that all clear in my mind, right? All she ever had were ideas about it. And she was in a coma, right? So she was really young. And I find like she is stuck and you see that there's a part of her that's truly, truly stuck. And I find that really comes alive pairing her in that room with Esme. That that's why she's always so off, right? That's why she's always coming. Like, that's why she always says like, I lost a child. I know what it is to lose a child. But that parent piece, all those in-between pieces, those nuance pieces, like, she's never, like, nothing is there. She's kind of stuck as that young woman who lost her baby. Oh, 100%. And you just, like, leveled up that scene for me. It, it,
1: it just, it makes it so much more special. And I love that they wrote that in there because we've talked about it so much, but the visual mm-hmm. just takes it to the next level for sure. Yes. Okay, so now we have a little bit of time left. We're going to go through some lightning round type stuff. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Okay. Are you ready? This is new, yes. This is new. New year, new segment. Yeah. (laughs) What did you think of Dante and Sam and Joss, that all, like, introspective look at his policeman policing?
0: I liked getting Dante's take on the whole thing. Um, I also noticed that they were throwing Dante and Joss together a lot. Yes! Um... Look, Joss is not saying anything new, but I feel like Sam is a little bit more intuitive and understands that while Joss is not wrong in any of the things that she is saying, understands that her reasons for coming there are different. They're I'm not going to say that they're immature, but it's coming from anger, right? Like Joss is, is coming from this really hot, like heated place. Again, facts of the thing are not wrong, but I, she was able to find I find she was so good to talk to. Like every time Dante would say something, I would think something, and then Sam would say it. It was such a practical, logical conversation about Dante's fears. Like, she was able to kind of debunk and call him on all these things, like, dude, you're never going to have to put your dad on trial. That's not going to happen. There's such a thing as, like, conflict of interest. So I kind of liked... That he had her and I liked how they had that conversation because it was extremely realistic.
1: Okay so my take on that was incredibly refreshing because I felt that if he was with Lulu she would have either not said anything or fed into his fears whereas Sam is very much an equal to Dante and they come from such different backgrounds and Mm. experiences it just like made the magic of them together so much better.
0: It was amazing. Like the only thing about Dante's fears that I could be like, okay, maybe that's the most real one is that she's right. When it comes to like building a case against his dad, like nobody in the police station is going to let him do that. But I feel like where he feels weird is the whole turning a blind eye thing to certain things. I feel like that's his turmoil.
1: It is. He'll get over it. Yeah. He's
0: managed this far.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what did you think of Joss, Dex, cam let's start with joss and dex and scotch and nakedness
0: okay one of my favorite lines is scott asking cam right after they show us the aftermath of dex and Joss asking cam do you plan on ringing the new year with a bang that was my favorite because <laughs> <laughs> i'm like too late she already has <laughs> and, and i mean look i love the role scott plays for cameron um joss and dex just fit together they have amazing amazing chemistry um I'm just a little annoyed at how many times she could like jog to Dex's place but couldn't take a jog over to dump Cam um so I mean it didn't happen in the most ideal way but they killed it Cam and Joss that breakup scene was everything and I feel like it hit the mark on things that you brought up a while ago like you talk about what it's like to be young and to be in this sort of long-term relationship and the the challenges that come with that you know of like realizing it's your first love you know maybe not your last one and and Mm -hmm. dealing with those complicated feelings and I found like that came out a lot in their conversation because they're kids
1: they're kids you know what I
0: mean like they're childhood friends they fell in love it's their first major relationship their first breakup and I found like that youthfulness of their relationship came out it was complicated it was emotional like it was everything and Cameron was just He was heartbroken and felt blindsided. I don't blame him, right? Because she didn't voice these things. And he was angry that he didn't also Mm -hmm. have a say. But I think that Cameron is also not acknowledging that he was lying to himself. Because he's not naive. He knows. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree with everything you had to say. I like that they brought up love. You know, you can love someone, not be in love with them. You can have history, but that's not the only thing that matters. And yeah, it sure as hell hard to be friends after you break up and you're still in love with somebody. So I was just really impressed with their range. And I absolutely loved that they show Cam crying. Like, I thought that was really important. Oh my
0: gosh, it was so good. Like, Johnny came in to watch part of it and how the tears went down at the same time. But this is what Johnny had to say, and I laughed. He's like, wow, Cam looks good. Because remember we talked about his hair, how his hair had changed? Mm-hmm.
1: Yells,
0: <laughs> and then this is what Johnny said. He said, Look, they're outfitting Cam for a rebound. <laughs> I love that. So That's much. what he said. And he's, I don't think he's wrong, right? They kind of changed his look, you know, like him and Joss are meant to be the same age, but let's face it, they're pushing like Joss and Dex into more like the sunny, the real world, like these older couple. Like, she even had whiskey or scotch for the first time. Like, what,
1: right? I thought it was so funny because literally, when I saw those glasses, I'm like. I have never seen her drink like this. Like, no. It's, like, it's the first time I'm having this.
0: <laughs> like, it, yeah, like me too. I was so a bit taken backed by that scene. But um, no, like, Cam and her, those scenes were like incredible. It was very good.
1: Okay. So, last one before we get to Stray and Thieves. F-
0: wait, oh, what, okay. one thing. I, I just felt that Dex needed to not, keep, not stare at Cam so much.
1: I was going to give an
0: awkward. I was going to give awkward stars to Dex. But like, weren't you terrified because like they just had this beautiful scene? Okay, I was terrified. Cam would turn around and see her walk away with Dex. Like she brought, brings a date to the breakup. Like you know what I mean? I would have been terrified.
1: <laughs> well, like you said, apparently these glass windows are not made for seeing through. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, so my last lightning round question to you is, Heather. Hooker always uh, or just now?
0: Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So I asked that question because it felt weird. Um, we've speculated so much, <laughs> and then it's like this is what they're saying. So the thing is, the majority, the majority of people feel that no, Heather was not the hooker the whole time, but we saw the following episode where she claims that she is. Um, there's so then so then less people than the- <laughs> why do i do this to myself so like so twice as many people say no it wasn't her the whole time and then there was a small portion that said yes it was and an even smaller portion that said maybe meaning i don't know i guess i don't really know what i was asking in this survey (laughs) but a lot of people felt it wasn't her the whole time because i don't feel like the hooker wore a mask before so the whole outfit one was different and did you notice that when ryan was talking to her he talked something about like missing the target Yes. You just can't hook the right fish. So it feels like they're really after Joss. It's kind of funny because there's some history here where Heather tried to kill uh, Carly at one point.
1: Oh, gosh. Okay. Um,
0: when she was, like, with Franco. Um, and also, I didn't find that Ryan's idea was terrible, right? Because Heather's already in dark room and already in prison. And so if she were to confess, Esme would go free. Mind you, I think she'll go free just out of basic logic, If you give, if you give it a minute. In terms of her return (laughs) and and Ruth's death. But but it wasn't a terrible plan on Ryan's
1: end. It wasn't for the first time we saw him kind of being a dad. But I'm kind of loving if Esme actually has amnesia. Like, I'm down for it.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. Because I'm like, huh, interesting. Because now, like, Elizabeth's living on borrowed time. Spencer almost spilled the beans to his to be like are you upset about our parents and I'm like Spencer like are you not (laughs) understanding that that was a lie that he didn't impregnate everyone just one person so anyways like that's the thing I I was hoping like because we don't know yet but I I was hoping that Ava would realize like that's what was really going on that maybe she would put two and two together but like I don't know I think in the
1: moment she just hasn't had the time to process but I would like for that light bulb moment to happen where she's like oh yeah
0: okay (laughs) One thing I am glad about, and this is about Joss. I'm glad that, like, it came out because I just don't want Joss hiding because that's a huge guilt to carry, right, that she left Britt there and Britt died. So I'm glad that Carly was aware because, again, I'm still greeted up with the fact that, like, she left the scene of the crime because that argument's still a little flimsy to me.
1: It still is to me, too. Uh, but, yes, I think it was really important for her to reveal that to Carly because their mother-daughter relationship cannot falter like this is like the backbone of like everything for me (laughs) like
0: but I, I feel like on a personal end, Carly is just letting her do whatever. She's not stupid. She knows exactly the choices that Joss is making. And she told her, when it comes to your personal life, do, do you. Like, do whatever. Make your own choices. But when yes. it comes to danger, that part Carly has to know in terms of whether or not, like, to up security and that kind of a thing. And it makes me wonder if this is something that Carly will think is significant enough to share with Sunny and what that's going to do, right? If Sunny finds out and then there's this whole thing about protecting Joss and then... Joss and Britt thing comes out and how Nina will deal with that like how will that all come to a head
1: I can't wait okay so this was a special mentions um they did mention Melanie again today in the episode yes they, they do did. know we're recording and it was on a Friday episode like they know no and do you want to mention the other thing that was like super incredibly crazy that our followers told us over the holidays
0: oh yeah so um People were pointing out that they, because we had our whole, you know, we, we give out gold stars like we're doing now-ish, and we had our gold star awards, and then um, over the past couple of weeks, there were two scenes, one by Olivia, one by Dante, where they kind of handed out gold stars, which was so strange, and we'd like oh! to believe that's a reference over here.
1: I would like to think so too, so I'm just going to be a believer and eventually we'll get up on there on, we're going to be in an episode of the nurses Fall. We're going to get a behind the scenes tour. We're going to meet them. Like I'm, I'm putting that on my vision board this year. <laughs>
0: so- oh my gosh. Wow. That would be so, okay. Yeah. I'm getting scared already. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I just want to give a shout out to Perry Shen because if you go and check out, so that's the a person who plays Brad. <laughs> if you want to go check out uh, his Instagram page, he has this fantastic reel. It's a montage with like Brad and Brit and all the shenanigans they've been through over the years. And like it will bring a tear to your eye, but it is so lovely.
0: Okay. Can I, can I make a mention to just a silly scene, Britt related? Totally. Okay. So I just have to poke at Curtis a little bit here. Um, so Portia is alone at a coffee shop because she's greeting <laughs> Brit. Okay. Yeah. And then he shows up and is like, so Brit's Brit's death made me think about us and flowers and hope. And then they landed on Bond towels.
1: Okay, that whole conversation, like it's, <laughs> it's too like, much for me. The plant pops out. There's towels, there's um so much. Um, the I love you about Trina, like that conversation was so super confusing for me.
0: I was like, or you could have been like, how are you processing the news? Right? <laughs> yeah, so that kind of uh, threw me a little bit that scene and also made me laugh. Okay, Um, if you have just, any stars to throw out? Um, yes, of course. To Britt, to Obrecht, um, Maxie, Brad. I honestly couldn't wait for Spencer to find out. So I'm throwing one to Spencer because it's just the whole thing is so sad. To Cam and Joss, breakup scene.
1: I'm going to throw a star to Elizabeth, to the Ava-Laura scene. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. So um,
0: good.
1: Right? To obviously Joss for fighting off the hooker, to Joss and Carly, that scene. So there's a lot of stars that are going out this week. And I do have a favorite line. It was actually Esme, which totally killed me, that when, you know, Kevin's trying to assess the whole situation and and he asks like, something like, do you know what a therapist is? And she's like, I lost my memory. I'm not stupid. <laughs>
0: that
1: one was really funny right um oh like i just love everything about um spencer and cam sad happy whatever it is that bromance happening is just like magical and leaps off the screen
0: 100 percent, those two are amazing together
1: and a sneaky star for a sneaky new year's eve kiss on the like water with drew and carly carly had some cheeky lines like i am excited to see what's gonna go down with these two in their magical
0: scene (laughs) yeah they're doing a great job of keeping me a couple of secret like (laughs) i'm sorry they spent christmas with ned can't you get some confirmation that he'll just not do that anyone i know right oh oh my gosh
1: i look forward to much more happening we got five full episodes next week i'm really looking forward to it holy toledo people we're back that's a wrap have a fantastic weekend bye bye